Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Messy Podcast. We are your hosts, Jason Barrett and Adam Newell. Guys, happy Tuesday and welcome back. Today is going to be kind of interesting because we're spilling a lot of tea, Adam. We are dishing with Dana. Dishing drama. And it's one of my favorite things to do with Dana Wilkie because you know, and we know, everyone knows she has all the tea. She has all the tea. Like we are going to talk about 25,000 things today. Just not (laughs) $25,000 sunglasses. (laughs) So I'm super excited. I see what you did there. That was very (laughs) clever. Good for you. We're always excited to have Dana. She's a true professional when it comes to digging down deep. Um, so we love that. Guys, before we get started, if you haven't done so, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your shows so you don't miss an episode. We have a lot of fun episodes coming up for you. This Friday, we have Aurora Colpo from TLC's The Colpo Sisters. That is such a fun conversation. I cannot oh wait to share it with everyone. So fun. Not not really as maybe like hot take tea like this conversation, but definitely fun. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's really about getting to know Aurora because if you think about Copo, you think about her sister, right? You think about Olivia. You think yeah, about everyone Olivia. forgets they have two other sisters, Aurora and Sophia. Uh, they will all be joining us um, on the show probably by the end of the year. So that's exciting. Yeah. Guys, we know the holidays is just around the corner and we don't like to sit here and pump out commercials, but we have a really fun, cool sponsor. If you like wine, like Adam and I do, there's a really, really cool website called brightsellers.com. It is a very affordable wine club that sends you exceptional wines. And I find the coolest thing about this is you go to their website and you take a wine quiz And they ask you questions like, do you like milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Do you like fine dining restaurant or a day at the beach? Do you like more white wine, red wine, or maybe you're not sure. And they kind of put together a little palette for you and they send you bottles of wines. It is a subscription service, but you can cancel anytime. Again, affordable. We do not recommend anything we don't use ourselves or we don't like. Yeah, we definitely have to believe in it. But I do have to say... Two, with the quiz, because the quiz, it doesn't take a lot of time at all. You can just go through it within maybe two, three minutes. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, how are you going to be able to hit the nail on the head of my palate when I don't even know my own palate? And then when the (laughs) wines came through, I was like, wow, okay. I mean, like spot on, right? We had like a cab. And I was telling everyone this on your YouTube earlier, Adam. I was saying that they sent a Zinfandel. I'm not a huge Zinfandel drinker, but this one I really liked. And I'm like, maybe I'm just drinking the wrong Zinfandel. I don't know. Anyway, really cool. Great for the holidays. Great if you want to try something new, for sure. But we should not waste any time because we have a very long conversation today with Miss Dana Wilkie. Yes. So before we jump in, you guys know how this works and what we're going to ask of you. 
If you haven't already, go drop those five stars anywhere you listen to your podcast. Give us that rating, leave a review. Let us know what you want in the future as far as topics, conversations, whatever the case is. And you can always email us at info at hotmessypodcast.com. With that, Jason, shall we? Let's jump right in. All right, guys, today we're welcoming to the show Miss Dana Wilkie, who we are so excited to have. Everyone remembers Dana. I mean, Dana, I feel like you're more relevant than maybe half the housewives that have been on The Real Housewives because everyone remembers your tagline of $25,000 sunglasses. But welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Jason. <laughs> I feel like that was such a formal introduction. <laughs> you know. Oh, don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna go downhill really quick here. Really quick. Yeah, I really. I like, it's so wow. funny because we, we're sitting here before we got on to start recording this. We're sitting here talking about like all kinds of housewives gossip and and everything that's happening in the in the housewife world. But I feel like we're gonna go straight there. But really, the purpose of this was I just wanted people to get to know Dana a little bit. Yeah, because we so Adam and Jason were uh, huge inspirations to me. I had uh, started my show Dishing Drama Dana podcast and uh, was still sort of getting my footing into what I how I wanted to create my art. And I had a wonderful conversation with Adam and Jason, and they were so supportive in me starting a YouTube channel and they gave me that push that I needed to have the confidence to do it. And then my YouTube channel ended up being as a micro influencer successful. And a hundred percent. And it only took a few champagnes and a uh, Miami pool. Actually what's crazy about that. Okay. So Adam (laughs) and Jason and I ended up meeting uh, in Miami Beach, we had like sort of gotten to know each other. So like over social media and such and done some interviews and stuff when I first came to social media in 2020, right? Because I hadn't been on social media since I think, gosh, was 2014 or 15, I went off and then I didn't come back on till 2020. And so I had done some interviews and then we ended up going you know, you guys were coming to Miami beach and Adam's like, Jason really likes you. And as a person, like, you know what you represent. And I was like, cool. So we ended up meeting at, uh, this really trendy hotel where Adam and Jason were on like a bender. (laughs) Well, Jason was. Yeah, I was was right there with you. It was Jason who was feeling it. I was was like in the room half the time. I was like, (laughs) got to go to bed. I was floating on like a (laughs) stupid tangerine floaty and just having great conversations with you. So I don't blame Jason on that. Yeah. Okay. So Jason was on a bender and Adam was able to handle his own. But Adam is younger than Jason, to be fair. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And you pointed that out too. You're like, listen, he's 10 years older. We'll give him some grace. I said that I I was like, Adam, you really need to know how bad it gets as you get older. It's not the same like liver. So anyway, we ended up chatting in the pool and we did have so much fun. We drank and we talked about our lives and families and all this crazy stuff, which was so random because we didn't really know each other that well. But I was having a conundrum, you know, on sort of how to express myself besides the podcast. And 
it was Adam who really inspired me and said, this is how you do it. Here are the basics and really had my back. And for that, I'll, I'll always be grateful. And Jason, I'm just grateful because if he didn't want to meet me, then Adam probably wouldn't have. So, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, no, we can't take the credit because Dana, you're always dishing the drama and spilling the tea. But at the end of the day, if you just really feel that strongly about it, I am more than happy to attend Paris for the holidays with you. That's all. (laughs) That's right. I am happy to lend Adam to go to Paris for the holidays with you. (laughs) So if... (laughs) Cute. Actually, I'll go to London, you go to Paris, and then we'll meet after in the new year. Well, you know, the story behind my trip to Paris is that there's an influencer uh, your moms are watching, and she used to be Julia Roberts' assistant. And her brother... Yeah. And her brother uh, used to party with me <laughs> and he's an agent and he used to go out with uh, Joanna from the Real Housewives of Miami. Krupa. Oh, yeah. And uh, but anyway, we used to party together in L.A. We were in the same clique. And so I, I had so many good times with him. And uh, so then I found out that Thea, who's behind that account, was you know, in entertainment, like I was for many years, uh, she was, you know, in production and that I was really good friends with her brother. And I was like, what? And so, uh, they're doing a movie in France that's based on Julia Roberts production office. And it opens up, uh, they're doing the movie premiere and Thea as a person is a character in the film. Oh, wow. So I'm going with her to the movie premiere. Oh, that that's is awesome. fun. That's yeah. the way to do Paris. Yeah. A I movie try to premiere do... or a fashion show. I mean, I would be sitting there on my ass eating a French baguette and being like, this is Paris. And you're like, no, I'm going to a movie <laughs> premiere. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you know what, Adam, you haven't been to Paris yet. And I think it's time you go because it's it's going to change your life. I definitely, that's our next trip is a Europe trip. So I'm so excited. It's just about... Pulling me away from the tube of you. <laughs> and having a, a, a reel of life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I know YouTube is very tough. You have to dedicate you, especially you do way more content than I do on YouTube, but you have to dedicate, you know, many, many hours per day. Uh, one thing I will tell you is that the time difference is very helpful in Europe, because you you get up six hours before everyone on the East Coast and West Coast, which is your primary audience. So you would have plenty of time to do content and still enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. So Jason, we're going to Paris. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Dana, I, I thought it was funny too, because I think we put two and two together when we met that we had actually been at one of these extravagant parties before together, not knowing each other, which I thought that was really funny because I used to be with Cirque du Soleil and then they had a new show. The Beatles love like premiered out in Las Vegas and the owner of our company had like a three day party. It was insane. We were just talking about that. I just found your life just so interesting, but how, how has it been? Like, how has this journey been from, I, I know, you know, a lot of people and you've been around these crazy circles before, but going from the Housewives of Beverly Hills to now actually talking about Housewives entertainment. How did you find that inspiration to be, you know, I'm going to change. What did you use the word? I'm going to change my art and I'm going to go into doing a podcast. I'm going to go into YouTube. Like, how did that come about? How did you pivot? 
Well, I came back on social media and I was embraced hugely, like by so many people uh, as soon as I came back. And I recognized that there was this really cool community that surrounded Bravo and pop culture and gossip. And I said to myself, I would love to have a way to have almost a think tank with these people and a way to connect now that I'm not on the show. Because I really value the old school think tank. People in my Patreon know this. I love to get a group of people together on a topic and sort of talk about it from different perspectives and, and use it as a way to kind of think. Okay. Even if it's just like silly, right? Like, like for example, you guys were talking about Candy Barres's lawsuit that was announced in Radar from 2020 about a shooting at her restaurant, you know, that a 14-year-old girl was was uh, hit, right? right. Uh, now, she's had several shootings, right, at her restaurants. So like, I, I would like to ask the people, what do you think about that? How is that, you know, like there's something so deep in that. You know, why is Candy Barres's restaurants being, you know, having shootings? Like, it's bizarre to me. Now, there might be many different viewpoints on that. And I love that discussion. Like, it just is something like that, you know. And I what I just the only thing I ask in, in my art is that everybody keeps an open mind and accepts the spectrum of what people might believe that to be and just thinks about it. Like, cause no one needs to convince anybody of anything. Cause I don't want to convince, like, I don't like to corrupt people's thoughts. You know, I just like to go, here's all the info. Let's talk about it. So this was a way for me through different mediums to connect with people and have conversations and get to the truth or not get to the truth and just kind of ponder it. Sometimes I, I can't get to the truth. I just stop. I'm on the rabbit hole, I'm going down and I just can't, I have to stop at a ending. certain point. Yeah, I love the conversations there. And they're so important because I feel like right now there's no place to have these types of conversations and be safe, like where you could just be open-minded, you know? It's like a lot of do or die in people's thinking these days. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I just needed people that were like me that just wanted to think about things and talk about them. And, and I love the spectrum, by the way, I love to look at what inspires the conspiracy theory all the way to the most accepted conservative theory. And I often find myself sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll be like, oh, this is just BS. And I'm right back at the conservative theory. But then there's sometimes where my meter moves and I'm shocked to find out that I actually see not only where there's some truth in like a, a harder theory to get behind, but that if you look carefully, there's like a story in it. Kind of like if I had said to you, Jason, you know, that Tom Girardi may have been, you know, had had some impact with the FBI, like without knowing what 360 uncovered this week, you'd be like, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Are you nuts? What kind of conspiracy theorist crap is that? You know? And then it turns out that when you do the deep dive and you do the investigation, there is a tie, a tie through his mother, a tie where Tom Girardi had the head of the FBI's mom working for him for like 20 years. I mean, one crazy? of them, 
right? So you so there there your meter goes from this is nuts to this is possible. And I love that. I think your followers, your subscribers and and your community that you've built loves that too because we'll always get like Adam will put up sometimes a a story and then afterwards they're like Oh my gosh, this is crazy. And then they're like, Dana's about to deep dive on this. And then, you know, you give all these like backstory to backstory to backstory. And I think your community loves the research you do and how you turn that into, you know, understanding the spectrum. Well, like you said said too, you said, you know, deep dive, but that's one of the great things that I love about Dana's platform is because she does always provide additional insight into things. And Dana, I totally forgot that weren't you mentioned and brought up in one of the cease and desist for one of the housewives of Beverly Hills? Yes, yes. Diana Jenkins, actually. Diana Jenkins. So where that came from was uh, mainly that uh, there's a website called Crazy Days and Nights and NT is the person behind that website. And NT gets his gossip from multiple methodologies. Some of it is knowing people and being close to entertainment industry people. Some of it is from his extensive reading because he reads, you know, every biography you've ever heard of any celebrity he's read it. Like he's very well read. Um, He also gets sent gossip from people that spend a lot of time doing their own deep dives and they might share something and he'll repost it. Um, Sometimes he'll find obscure articles that have been written or, you know, and he might tap that. So I don't know all of his ways, but I know that some of them. He had a, uh, I, I think it was a repost from a long essay that someone wrote about her a long time ago that made some allegations about her. And on the basis of this essay, him and I kind of went on a research dive and he did, you know, he's he's already had done it years before. And I kind of newly did it. And we explored where some of the blind gossip that had been submitted about her had come from and speculated and this and that. And I guess she was not happy and wanted to set the record straight that she was not the things being represented in these articles and in this essay and in these blinds. and. Her way of doing that was to sue or not sue me, but see, send a cease and desist to numerous people who were reporting on this gossip. And then uh, I think she filed suit actually against NT, which wow. I don't know how you do that with a fictional person, but I think her intention was to try to call <laughs> to shut out. Them up. Yeah, just either that or or just to cost them money or to make it so that she could try to uncover their identity or whatever, stuff that could be obviously hurtful to what they're doing. Yeah, so that was the story with that. But I'm not uh, like, you know, the revenge porn guy. You know, I if someone <laughs> says to me, you want to take it down, I'm like, okay, I'll take it down if it's true. I'll take it down if it's false. I don't mind. I'm not here to cause anyone anxiety. People generally don't ask. Yeah. You know, she just, she didn't even need to cease and desist me. She could have just emailed me. (laughs) You're like, we could have just deaded it right after that. I do have another question for you. I know I get compared to a lot of people in my space 
not on MySpace, guys, but in <laughs> in the space of YouTube and just talking about different Bravo shows, stuff like that. And I hate the comparisons only because I feel like everyone brings their own unique vibe and energy energy to the table. But for you, I feel like people probably compare you to other Housewives podcasts. Now we have like Melissa Gorga, Two Teas in a Pod, Bethany Frankel, Teresa Judice, Whitney Teresa, Rose. Yeah. When has anyone ever compared your your platform and your podcast to other former Housewives podcasts? No, because I do most podcasts that are done by Housewives is them on the fly having a chat with someone. Right. about what happened on the show this week or their buddy who they happen to still be friends with that's also famous or on the show. It's kind of <laughs> like a kiki, like very light and airy. My show is, you know, has written beats. It's planned. It's very, you know, we cover, like I I cover going out with, for example, Brian Fogel, who directed and wrote and did and starred in Icarus, which won an Oscar. And he's doing Icarus 2 now. And he did Descendant. And so I did a whole show about my rite of passage with Brian Fogel and some serious regrets I had even in our relationship because I actually told him not to become a director. Oh, wow. <laughs> Can you imagine if I had succeeded in swaying him not to with the incredible work <laughs> and like life-changing crap he did? Shame on me. I had to have that. I, I've aired that out on my show and went through that. And then I covered Khashoggi, but I also cover some really difficult topics. Like I covered, of course, uh, Jen Shaw and the sentencing that she was about to go through, you know, what she was facing and the difficulty of that system and how right. it really functions you know, and then I've had light shows with Ryan Bailey, where we talk about him being an army hammer and the stuff he couldn't say on the documentary. Or I have my best friend who was married to Chris Kattan, who knows every celebrity in town and her and I went and we'd go to Leo DiCaprio's house and all these. And I'll tell you, I tell you what happened. So wild. I feel like you've lived like 10 lives over here. So many lives. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I've done a lot of different things and I've had a, a, a difficult time, too. So it's it's you know, I try to incorporate all of that in my insight that I offer people about things and, you know, to tell them the truth. Like, it sounds great to to date a billionaire or a hundred millionaire. But to be honest, as Paris Hilton will tell you, most of them are dysfunctional and they mm. can be really brutal. And so, yeah, you know, it's great to watch it on TV and you're like, oh, wow, look, I, I wish I could buy a have a husband who buy me $10,000 purses. $25,000 be sunglasses. Yeah, or $25,000 <laughs> sunglasses. Exactly. It never gets old. It never gets old. It never no, gets it old. It really but, does not. <laughs> but to be perfectly frank, there's another side of it, which is, you know, these women are paying a big price to be with guys like this. And that isn't featured on the show. Right. And so I do try to show all of it, the gamut. And I try to be pretty honest about what I've gone through and done, because I've done pretty much everything you could ever imagine. I don't ever want to be inspirational to anyone. It's not my intention. I've had a rough time in my life, but I've also had a really rockin' time. And I, you know, I I don't regret any of my uh, character building exper experiences. I 
I mean, I couldn't be who I am and I couldn't have the empathy I have for people if I don't. And sometimes it's funny because I'll talk about something and people will think I'm being critical about the person. But actually, if you really listen, I'm telling you what they're going through for you to decide how you feel about it, whether you should be critical. And I do have an opinion. I said in a video recently that I wish someone had said to Erica Jane Girardi, like, I don't want to be your friend just because I don't want to be associated, not like a reputation, just I don't want to be associated with someone with your personality. Mm. You know, you're gross. How about that? (laughs) You know, what about on the basis of you're just gross? Like you're showing your tits around in your purse and all this crap. And you're talking about how, you know, one minute you're the smartest thing that walked the planet. The next minute you're, you know, you don't even know how to run a bank account or write a check. Right. You know, you're, you're like proud to be a stripper, but you're also a legal wife, you know, and you went to Tom for all your legal advice, but now you know nothing and you can't say, I'm sorry just to say, I'm sorry. So I just want someone to say you're gross. Just, I don't want to be your friend because you're dirtbag. How about that? Why does it need all this background backup? Like, <laughs> like, let's wait till the cases play out. Let's you're why? like, let's not. I just think that you're an awful human being. You know, well, it's, so, I, it's yeah. so crazy because I, I feel like I see a lot of times where there are people who will go on and like really, really defend some of these situations. And I even said, um, I talked about this before and someone was like, well, Adam, you defend Jen Shaw. I always have the same answer. I'm like, I have never gone on and defended any of the allegations against her because I don't know. I haven't seen the documents. I'm not well-versed in the legal jargon. I've never defended that. I defended my time of being asked, like, how could you be around someone like this? And I said, well, actually, my experience was with her and her family, and they were very loving and together as a family. They were very sweet. That was my experience. But, you know, I see on the other side of it, other content creators when it comes to like Erica Girardi or it doesn't matter, you name it, where it's just super like, leave Erica alone and defend Erica and you don't know the story. And it's just wild. I'm like, do you know the fucking story? Because you're you're like going to bat. You're You're getting reamed, ripped a new asshole all over social media. Is it worth it to you? Do you think you know the story? Do you really know the story? So it's just always interesting to me how people take their positions. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. I think with Jen Shaw, I can see where in her history, she may have been convinced over time that what she was doing or even convinced herself of what she was doing wasn't as bad as it as it turned out to be in its results. Um, I think human beings have the ability to talk themselves into amazing stuff, you know? Um, Obviously, she is a mom and she has a husband, Coach Shaw, who, you know, she's in a great family that she's made and and she's about to face a horrific punishment for what she did. And, And no doubt she'll come out a better person at the end of it. So I think, you know, give her a platform and see what she says. Maybe she's already going to start to 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 make changes in her life now, knowing it's coming. I don't think you you should just cut someone off. Speaking of which, um, I just, I always, when I go on podcasts and I start recording, I always do my best to turn off my phone and um, not. Is my thing beeping? No. 
I do my best to, <laughs> to turn off my phone and try to like not whatever. And my phone just kept like vibrating in my lap. <laughs> Miss, Miss Tamara Judge. She said she posted the video of her calling them two pussies in a pod and said, just trying to make you feel at home, sweetie. I hear you might be surrounded by a bunch of peas very soon. <gasps> oh, no. Nice. And she put bye. Oh my God. So basically, Tamara, to make a long story short, because this is like a novel on her story, <laughs> is saying that, um, you know, uh, good luck in jail. Bottom line, you're going to jail. So anything you say about me doesn't matter. That's, that's what she's, that's, that's what she's saying. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. Oof. And so, um. That didn't take very long, Dana, to get back to her. We literally got off of that 40 minutes ago. Well, congratulations. Cause Tamara judge has 1.7 million followers. <laughs> so you're, true. I have a feeling you're going to get a lot of people watching your. <laughs> it was funny. Cause we were, we were, or we were ching, like, ching. like I did the interview with you or whatever, Adam, but. Adam was asking Jen about like her, what happened at BravoCon as opposed to what was said by Tamara on her podcast. And a lot of people in our chat were saying, well, I listened to two teas in a pod and I got a different perspective and I don't know who to believe. It's crazy because we, well, I wasn't there. Adam was there for a lot of those things that had happened. Do you think that housewives, because right now Jen Shaw is a hot topic, right? She's trending on Twitter. She's trending look everywhere. And probably will do so until her sentencing, I would guess. But do you think that it would be a move for, let's say, like another housewife to throw out something or some kind of misinformation or information about the person who's trending? So they are also trending with that person. Yeah. So basically, you're saying that there's a possibility that Tamara may have lied about Jen Shaw so that she could benefit from Jen Shaw's fame and popularity at the moment, good or bad, to get her two teas in a pod or pussy, depending on who you ask, <laughs> podcast so. attention. You're suggesting that that, that might have been a strategy that Tamara did to help herself. Do you think that's what you're saying? I love how she just tur totally turned this <laughs> around. Totally and turned that around on me. I was trying yes. to say any housewife that would... No. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, if, if that was the situation, I'm not, you know, Tamara hasn't has her own. She has her own news and stuff. I mean, she's coming back on The Real Housewives of Orange County, but also she does. She has a podcast that's very popular, Two Teas in a Pod. I've listened to some of the episodes. The ones that I have listened to, I've actually really enjoyed, but I pick and choose which ones I do listen to. But it's not going to hurt her to say something about Jen Shaw and then all of a sudden be trending with Jen Shaw. I'm not saying she made anything up. They're just conflicting stories. I just can't believe that Jen Shaw would go hammered and drink with Tamara and say that she wasn't going to jail and that would become a topic of conversation. I just don't understand how that could ever come up. And if Tamara lied about that, Tamara is dangerous because if that got back to the sentencing judge, that's not great for Jen Shaw. So for Tamara to uh, you know, go there is pretty dark. I'm wondering too, because listen, the drinks were flowing at BravoCon and you could clearly see, especially when you're watching the panels, you can see who had been um, partaking and who seemed like completely coherent. Like Jill Zarin doesn't drink and she was sound-minded the whole time. And then you see some other housewives or even like the Below Deck cast. They were like, there were a few of them were just shit-faced, but they were having we're a great time. They were allowed to party, right? They're having a good time. I'm wondering 
because the whole thing was a big party. If she just remembers the conversation differently, if she honestly believes that's how the conversation went. I mean, you always, there's like an old saying of there's always three sides to every story, right? It's no, I don't believe you. I mean, I don't believe her. I mean, I believe you. (laughs) I was like, shit. I was like, wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't believe her because let's face it, you guys. Like it doesn't take a genius. If you watch Tamara on Ultimate Girls Trip, right? Just recently, the whole time she's passive aggressive. She's like really nice to your face. And then she goes behind your back and is like a total jerk. You know, she's like saying negative things in her confessional videos, but then to everybody's face, she's acting like hunky dory. So I, I don't see it as far-fetched at all that she would be super nice to Jen and then weaponize it later. Do you think this is a habit just picked up in, from the housewife world? Well, she did it to me. Tamara, I met Tamara with Kyle. She probably doesn't remember because it was so long ago. But she was always very nice to me and very cool. And then out of the blue, when she started this Teddy show, I guess, because my podcast was doing well, because we used to release free episodes a lot more than we do now. We almost never do now. So we used to chart, right? Like we'd be in like the top 30 or whatever, because we do free episodes. And so I don't know, I guess part of their way of doing this again was Teddy and her started bad mouthing me on her show. But why? Because like I had never done anything to Tamara and Tamara and I always got along. Why? Why do you think they brought you up, though? Is it because you're staying relevant by talking about? No, it's because she was talking about Dorit and PK. Teddy is like attached to the hip to Kyle. Kyle's good friends uh, with Dorit. No, this was before that. This was before that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. This was way before that. This is when they first started the pod within like the first three weeks. Oh, shit. God, they just so like, came No, out I think it was like exact. Yeah. And it was like Jen Shaw. She just was like, OK, Dana's show is in the top 30. Teddy hates Dana. You know, let's, let's talk about it. And I'll just abandon, you know, because I'm doing this show with Teddy, I'll just abandon any fond feelings I had for Dana and throw her under the bus like I do everybody, apparently. Yeah. So whatever. So now here I am, Tamara, (laughs) talking shit about you. (laughs) I want to ask you a question really quick because I was on the phone last night with Kelly Dodd. Kelly! Yeah, I always have great conversations with Kelly. And, you know, I was literally shitting myself going to Orange County to do the interview with her because she's like, she went on, I forgot what it's, I don't want to say it was verbatim, but she's like, who is this liberal whack job pussy? Like, who is this up and Adam? I want to know everything you guys know from his education to where has he been? Has he been to jail? Who has he slept with? Like, it literally was not that deep. Um, she didn't say all of that, but I'm just giving you just an idea. <laughs> where was this? Was and this on your interview or before it? This was before. It, this was on her Instagram because we yeah. had really pushed, you know, I think I had reached out to Rick and Kelly, uh, months and months before and i think it just got ignored or you know whatever a lot of emails we miss emails all the time but this time rick said yes (laughs) but then kelly was like hold on let me see like who this guy is i don't want to jump into bed with someone and like do an interview mom said that she's watched me and she's like i've watched up and adam and he talks shit about you so kelly wanted to get to the bottom of it 
And then I was like, no, we're scheduling this interview. And now that you called me out on Instagram, I want to do it in person. I'm flying from South Florida to California and I want to sit down with you in person. Now, never mind the fact that the videographer just really F things up. But when we sat down, I called her right before and I'm like, am I wasting my time getting a like a flight? Are you going to kick me out of your house? And she was like, oh my God, no. We're going to have a great time. This is going to be so much fun. We'll go out to dinner afterwards. And I'm like, this is a completely different Kelly. And then, you know, afterwards, we really, after meeting them, Rick, I think was a little skeptical at first, but we, I think we won them over. We had a great conversation and a great time. But my whole point getting back to it is someone like Tamara Judge, who's on the Housewives, I feel like Bravo has to really make a shift at this point because we're getting sick of some of these franchises. Like it's the same shit and it's not really keeping the attention. And Kelly Dodd made a statement, something to the effect of, it's a lot more interesting, the drama that's going on behind the scenes as opposed to what's actually happening on the show, like some of these storylines. But if you guys saw how the cast interacts with production or the network, like that's where the real drama happens. So I thought about it and I was like, yeah, you're right. Reality TV really needs a pivot. Then fast forward to BravoCon. That was the month after our interview with Kelly. We have Tamara Judge, who was on the BravoCon Real Housewives of Orange County panel. And the moderator asked her, you know, how did the women react when you came on, came back to the show? And she's like, they were all afraid of me. And not one of the women said anything. They all just sat there and kind of looked down like timid. And I'm like, oh shit, no. Okay, I love Tamara Judge on The Real Housewives of Orange County. Heather Debro definitely wasn't doing it for me. She brought back the opulence, but it seems like she really has too much control. Now, cue Kelly Dodd. Because if Kelly Dodd, if she was sitting on that couch, there's no fucking way, no way that she would have sat there and bowed her head down and looked at Tamara like, yes, I'm afraid of you. She would have, she would have gone to bat. You know what I mean? Like it would have been more entertaining because they can both hold their own. And it brings, it's still cotton candy drama, but it would have been more interesting. Like we can't have someone who everyone's afraid of. That's not a good show. Well, Tamara got pissed at Kelly uh, for her, what she said on her show. Cause Kelly said that, um, or Rick spilled the tea that Tamara likes it, you know, from the reverse engine. Oh my um, God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And so, yeah, so oh my God. She was pissed. I have so, a question. Do you think yeah. that do you think that they will ever bring Kelly back to the show? Or do you think that's just like that nails in the coffin? Um, I think the nails in the coffin. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe they might consider ultimate girls trip, maybe, but I don't think so. Even I don't think so. She's, they can't control her and she has a huge fan base and she has a huge hate base. She's very polarizing. Um, and I just don't know if, I just don't know. Bravo is not doing well with that right now. They don't do well. Like what happened with Lizzie Savetsky in Real Housewives of New York. She right. just released her statement. Do you want me to read you what she said? Oh, no, I did a video on it this morning. Okay, so you yeah. guys, she, yeah, she's, she quit. She quit. She, she couldn't, she didn't like the hate. She felt like it wasn't right for her family. But then hold on, wait a minute. Then we're over here. And I know that Andy Cohen calls out Lisa Rinna and says like, you're a double disaster on social media. But then we're like over here, you know, keeping her on the show so far, we haven't heard if she's fired or not. There was a rumor that was going around yesterday where they're like, Andy Cohen confirmed that she was fired and people were DMing me. And I'm like, 
guys, you would know. You would know because the minute that Lisa Rinna ever gets fired, she's going to put out a statement very similar to Ramona that she's done with the show. It's just too much. And her life is moving in a different direction. When really, nobody walks away from a six, seven figure salary to go on lavish vacations and bitch at each other. Doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. And Lisa's separated it from herself now. She's acting. I mean, everything is just, it's pure acting at this point. Did you see where she said on the show, she's like, this one gets me every time. She's like, you know, Kyle, I had to talk about it because if I didn't talk about it and I kept in what your sister did, what Kathy did and what she said in Aspen that none of you guys knew about, I would get cancer. I'm like, okay, days of our lives, sit down. That is not only embarrassing for you to say. Yeah, that is so terrible and disgusting to anyone who has had cancer like i don't know where you pulled that line out of if it, you like wherever the fuck you got that put that shit back because that well was i'll tell you i'll tell you the cancer uh association really came for lisa for saying that yes, they, they were did. very upset but she watches social media and there are people that say that all over social media so lisa is just uh doing what brandy glanville used to do She's studying social media and all the different Bravo followers and their different viewpoints. And then she's picking the ones that work for her on the show. And she, at this point, has totally abandoned her persona. She's not her at all. She's psychologically separated herself from uh, the person on the show. She's literally just acting. I mean, she's just acting using social media as her improv tool. And it's really uh, obvious. It's so obvious. It, at this do point, you, it's like, go ahead, Jason. You can't. Oh, no, I was just going to say, this. Dana, do you feel like you dodged a bullet with the whole reality TV thing? I know you did, you know, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then afterwards, I don't know, I was reading this article that you did. I think it was with heavy.com. Maybe it was like last year, year and a half ago. I didn't know you went to London and did a reality show that didn't get picked up. Yeah, I did two pilots of reality shows in my life besides Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. One was an event planning show where they followed me around the different film festivals. And I had like a team and I like, you know, did the parties and then fired people, whatever. (laughs) It was like that. And then the other one was um, and then they watched me party to messy Marvin over here. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, the other one was a bunch of expatriates from different places that moved to London and were starting their life over after like leaving their person or, you know, having like, a, a, a some disruptive situation happen and like going through it. So someone like, for example, got like kicked out of their country. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I got, it wasn't a contest or anything. It was just like following these people around, you know, that had wealth and were sort of in London displaced um, and trying to like, and be friends and the drama that sort of erupts around it. So that was that. Yeah. Would you have loved one of those to work out? Or do you think that everything happens for a reason? And now, I mean, literally when I listen to your YouTube or your Patreon you can tell the passion behind what you do and your community feels that passion too. And it's just like, maybe this is what you're supposed to be doing. And maybe it was a good thing that you weren't sprawled out all over uh, TV all the time. Well, I think the important thing is that for the first time ever, I control my edit. So what's important about that 
which I didn't know in all these experiences that I had was that when you control your edit, it's not that you necessarily want your edit to be like, oh, you're perfect or whatever, but it's you're really controlling your art. So you can get across your personality in the way that is true to it. Mm. I found that a lot of the time when you go to these big production companies, they don't understand how to necessarily feature your drama or feature your sense of humor. They don't know. They're like, I can't even, even Bravo wasn't great at it. I'll, I'll never forget. This is true story. I'm in Vegas at Adrian's casino, right? And I get into my room and production's not with me. And I'm freaking out because I've lost my shoe. Okay. So I'm like, I I've lost my shoe. I've got to find my shoe. So I'm like running around my room and, and I'm also like excited with Adrian's suite. She gave me at the same time. Cause it had like a disco shower. So oh, I was like, There's, I'm missing my shoe. There's a disco shower. I didn't know what to pay attention to, but anyway, I, I freaked out a little bit on production, not in a bad way, like yelling or anything. I just was like, I have no shoe. The hell am I going to wear? I have no shoe. I'm going to be shoeless. You know, they came in and instead of just being natural about it, like bring in the camera and just start shooting what was really happening, they were like, okay, Dana, could you stop? And could you just reenact looking for your shoe again in just the exact same way you did? And then could you do something about the shoe, like solve it the way you would solve it? I'm like, what? Like it was the most. Solve with the shoe. I'm trying to see how that would go. Well, so this is where you have to be a real actress, right? So at this point, if I had known what I know now, I would have acted, right? And I would have gone down the hall and bang, 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 bang on someone's door. I need your shoe. What? I need your shoe. Give me your shoe. What size are you? Six and a half. What do you mean you need my shoe? Dana came down the hall. She was looking for a shoe. You know, I would know all this stuff to do, right? Or I'd go down the lobby and I'd be like, give me your shoe. Of course, I would never really do that. But that's what gets TV. That's good TV. Instead, of course, I'm trying to be real. So I'm like, okay, well, in a real world, I call down to the concierge. I'm like, could you send someone to buy a shoe? You know, less interesting, right? So, you know, I've learned a lot of valuable lessons in all of this. You know, when I do my show now, I'm able to get across my humor in a real way, in an authentic way in an authentic way. Also, Bravo never wanted to do anything intelligent or deep. And and who knows, maybe even today your fans will be like, "Oh god, Dana's like heavy and you know, it's too much. Like I just want, you know, bubblegum and BS." But I'm not that. I'm it's not who I am. So I can't pretend. Like I, I, I went even on I think that would be a more interesting show though if you It's like all the stuff that I did on that show, I really did. Yeah. It was all true. Like maybe that's why it stuck because it wasn't made up. It was like you know all my stupid shit that I do. Um, what I loved about your energy on the show too is you always had a smile on your face, like no matter the situation. If it was a fight, if it was what yeah. it was, you were like, "Hey guys, I love you know, the lighting, like, the cigarette, and the candle." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that scene they cut the end of it was really dramatic, actually. That the end of that scene because what happened was I went in and I said to Taylor you know, all these girls, I said my truth. This was the other thing I struggled with on the show so badly is I'm a cut through the shit person. I don't know if you gathered that 
but (laughs) (laughs) I really am. So like, you know, I, I'm also, uh, you know, I try to make people laugh and I try to get even very difficult things across with, so that people can take them. Okay. Um, I'm conscious of doing that. You know, that's why I went, even though Brandy and I didn't get along on game night, I went and got her crutches and I laughed about it. And I'm like, Kim, where are the crutches? Like, come on, you know, you know, I, I didn't go, Oh, let's be dramatic. You know, I probably should have, but that's just not my personality. I don't know. I just, where was I going with this? <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. You're pretty much saying that had you have known what you know now, I mean, maybe you wouldn't, wouldn't have even like tried to do reality TV in the first place, or maybe you would have played the game a little bit differently, but where you kind of, you know, weren't as maybe appealing to the producers as you weren't putting on a show. You came in authentically being yourself, which you is really, to. yeah which is really kind of like the hypocrisy of it all is when you listen to some of our OG housewives who have been on for forever, they're always just talking about how if you want longevity in this business, you need to be your authentic self, which is exactly the fucking opposite of what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I well, okay. So let me just finish. I remembered what I was saying. Oh. <laughs> So at the end of the scene with Taylor, what what I was saying was the truth, which was that all the women had been coming for her in the previous season. Right. So I light the cigarette. I tell them all I tell her they're all like kind of bitches and whatever. Okay, And then I start to cry at the end, which they cut because they just wanted it to be messy. They literally didn't make one cut in that whole scene until the end. I guess what I learned that was when I learned the game. That scene. Okay, so if you watch Dana in season two and season one, that's authentic Dana. (laughs) Okay, being stupid, you know, doing my little things. I mean, obviously on steroids, but still, right? In season three, that's me learning the game. And like, that's what would have probably become me if I'd kept going in that direction. Right. I would have been like messy. But I also was, there's this weird thing with housewives, which I would never be good at. And I, if I had known this at the time, I wouldn't have even tried out for the show. And that is to take a small issue and drag it out over a long period of time. Okay. That is not something that I ever could do. Okay. I would be bored. I, I, cause I used to get bored when I was shooting the show. Cause I was like, I don't even want to, I was in a good season and I was like, I don't even want to watch the show. I'm on the <laughs> show and I don't even want to watch the show because it just seems so dumb. Like some of the stuff that we were doing and talking about, I was just like, are we really talking about this again? It's hard to be in. You know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it to you guys, but you know what? It, it, like I, I wanted to say half the time, like, just get over it. Like, what the hell's your problem? Just yell at each other and let's get on with it. You're like, I can't, I can't sit here and play this game. Yeah, that's what I meant. It was so hard to play the game. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, Dana, what do you have coming up that people can look forward to? And also, you are on multiple platforms. I know you're on YouTube and I know you have a Patreon. Where can people find you and what do you have coming up? Um, all right. So I have a podcast called Dishing Drama Dana. We drop a show every Sunday. We release 10 minutes free on all the platforms and the rest of it is in the Patreon. Almost all of my content is behind a Patreon wall. And it's also called Dishing Drama Dana. It's kind of like I do these deep dives every week on a topic 
And it's a much larger range in the Patreon from like secret societies to cults to, you know, Nicolas Cage, like it just goes the gamut. <laughs> um, yeah, it's wild. And then uh, I also do posts. And then um, I do, uh, I also do a YouTube channel called uh, Decadish Dana. And that is, I drop three or four videos a week about like current event gossip, which is fun. And then I do a bonus audio once a week in the Patreon too, which is uh, like a deep dive that's just me on an audio telling you all the juiciest gossip I found out for the week. Okay. And so that's what I do. And that's my stuff. And as far as what's coming up next, I have no idea. You know, I can barely get through the week. Who knows? (laughs) You are a busy gal. I mean, I, I still am recovering from doing housewife and the hustler and Shaw shocker. I, I don't know. I was hoping they would do another one, but I guess there hasn't been anything salacious enough to do. Give it like three months. We'll have something I'm like, come on, Hulu, let's do another one. ABC. <laughs> <laughs> I did end up, you know, really enjoying my time with ABC though. I have to say that like, if I was to, that was the right network for me. They really do such a good job at working with your personality and making it shine. You know, I've yeah. heard that about ABC before. Um, you just, have? Yes. Just by, you know, uh, friends who have participated in a reality show or um, just some of their TV productions as well, like scripted ones. Yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah, they were really good. They, I, I loved and they communicate really well. I was so happy to have producers who were like, we'd like to see this or kind of be like this. I was like, thank you. Oh my God. Guidance. I love it. (laughs) Instructions. Thank you. Thank you so much for showing me what to do. Um, Dana, listen, it has been a complete pleasure. We know you're so busy and we're wrapping in an hour and thank you for joining us. You were like a wealth of information. And again, like your community is just so fun Um, for any of our subscribers who are a part of your community. They always tell us how great it is. So it's, it's fun. And we'll have to get you back on the tube. Oh, I love you guys. All right. Well, listen to all your listeners. Uh, You're listening to some great guys here. Up and Adam and Jason, two of my favorite people. Just fabulous. Keep listening because they're they really know everything they do. They they help me sometimes. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Dana. And guys, love you. I love that Dana, um, Jason was collateral on that. She was really talking about me, but Jason, <laughs> she grouped us together. So that was so sweet. And that that's like a gift to us for the holidays. But Dana, again... I want to do a love show with you guys where we take advice from people. And then like we do a podcast where people send in and need love advice. And you, me, and Jason give it. Because I think that would be... I don't know if they could handle it. That would be so epic. I think my boyfriend's cheating on me. Oh, no, we're going to go Lorena Bobbit his ass. Okay, no more <laughs> advice from you. We're done. Be a quick yeah. show. Be yeah. a quick show. Quick show. We're, we're canceled off of it. Yeah. But thank you. Dana. All right. Thank All you, right. Dana. Big kiss, you guys. Well, guys, that was Dana Wilkie from Decadish Dishing Dana Drama. Gosh, just Dana Wilkie. <laughs> you can find her on YouTube at Decadish with Dana Wilkie. And you can also find her on Patreon. And she always gives you the, the literally the first and deepest tea that you could possibly, hottest tea, deepest. What am I saying? The hottest tea you could possibly, possibly sip. Right. And she always says too, she doesn't do really cotton candy conversations when it comes to pop culture. Sometimes I like to keep it pretty light and fluffy. I'm always too 
And I, I love that I get shit for this where people are like, Adam, you're afraid to get sued. Yeah, you're damn right. I don't want to yeah, no get shit, sued. Sherlock. Who the hell wants to get sued? Yeah, who the hell wants to get sued? But I love that Dana goes in and she says what she wants, does what she wants. And she does it in such a fearless way when she delivers the tea. A lot of times she, you know, really does her due diligence. She does her research. She gets with other, she has collaborations with other content creators where they kind of brainstorm behind the scenes on a topic and try to be the first to deliver that information, which is one of the reasons that I love her. And also she's a great person too. If you have just a day where you're chilling in Miami on a rooftop pool, Dana <laughs> is a great person to do it with. So yes, what a fun conversation. That was a fun conversation. Guys, with that, we're going to love you and leave you. But again, if you want to be part of the conversation, we encourage you to email us at info at hotmessypodcast.com. Ask us any questions. We always answer it on the show. We'll probably do one of those shows next week where we answer questions. I think that'll be fun. Otherwise, we will see you Friday with Aurora Copo. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.